Well, I know why they didn't interview Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot of dead air. <laughs> and, and you're worried about the F-bomb, Walter? <laughs> That's a good point. Good point, Bob. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Well, I guess we're recording, huh? Wow. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Unrestricted. The new and improved Unrestricted. Vex, the Bulldog, Bob as always. Well, we have brought in a ringer, ladies and gentlemen. Back in black, it's Vex and Walter Pasacrita. The ringer, isn't that, is, that's, that means I got like some virus or something. Don't I have like a herpes on my ringworm. arm? Ringworm. Oh, ringworm. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Walter Pasacrita in the house, going <sighs> to join us on the Unrestricted Forevermore. And we're going to sell this thing, and it's going to be a hell of a show. God, we got a lot to get to today. This is going to be an hour-long show if we don't go fast. Let's go fast. That Let's go de- fast. That all depends on where, how long Bob wants to be here. Yeah, that's right. It's Get the hell out. I'm done with you. All it's, right, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I have to take a nap in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> on, on your dirty couch. couch. <laughs> Bob has the dirtiest, ugliest-looking couch we've ever seen. All right, so we're, so we're going to do a podcast once once a week, I guess, and... Uh, it's all it's available wherever you get podcasts and all that kind of stuff. So we need money. <laughs> so as you're listening to this podcast, you then need to go call your friends and that own businesses and say, hey, guess what? Wally and Vex are back, along with Richie and, and Bob and stuff. And uh, we're doing a podcast, and, and uh, it's a great listen, and we need to give them money. Yeah, so they got a lot works. of downloads. We're like like the we're like the Jerry Lewis of podcasts. Holy cow, is that a musty reference? Uh, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. Yeah, I it's, mean, a, it's a telethon. That's what it is. Wait, it's a radiothon. Didn't Jerry Lewis make most of his money playing an Asian fella? Yeah, I think he did. <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> he couldn't do that now. It's really off color. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't age well. <laughs> Wait, and my reference was a must. What'd you say, musty? musty oh, I would say. What is that one? That, that was pretty bad. I mean, all right, guys are God. Like any cat skill comedians you guys want to bring up? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that where you used to go to summer camp up in the yes. Catskills? Like in the thirties. <laughs> all right, the big story. You don't. You mean to tell me you don't have a golf membership at uh, the Catskills? I, I do not. I do not. I'm shocked. By I would this. love to. <laughs> Maybe we can get money out of them. Right. Um, the big news is the Trey Lance story. Why? Why is this a big story? Because I think it's for the, Cowboys fans, it's a huge story. It's Why? Be, it's the, the beginning of the end for Mike McCarthy. Is that what it is? It feels like that for me. Because he because Jerry Jones didn't go to talk to him. Oh. About the deal beforehand? Yeah, no way. I, 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 don't I see saw it that. that way. And listen, Bill Parcells didn't want um, he didn't want Terrell Owens, and Jerry Jones did it anyway. So I, I don't see where that's a big deal. I feel like this is completely in keeping with who Jerry Jones is. And if you're Mike McCarthy, you got into bed with Jerry Jones four years ago, three years ago, and this is this is who he is. You know, he's not going to let you bake the cake and buy the groceries, like Bill Parcells used to say, right? He's going to make some decisions on his own. I I get that, but Trey Lance is not a backup to Dak Prescott. 
the, the game that Trey Lance plays is a different game than what Mike McCarthy is going to be calling this season, which is the reason why Lance didn't do that well in the preseason for the 49ers and why he was QB3 and not QB2, because he wasn't going to back up the offense for Brock Purdy. He's not going to back up the offense for Dak Prescott. This is laying the table for getting rid of Mike McCarthy and that whole offensive coaching staff and Dak Prescott and pressing reset in a year. Jerry Jones went out and bought himself a lottery ticket. That's all. That's yeah. all this is. He's a lottery ticket. He's not. I mean, this is a quarterback that couldn't make the 49ers team. I mean, think about that. He couldn't make the roster. And so now he's with the Cowboys. The Cowboys took a flyer on him. They gave up a fourth round pick. But the Cowboys throw draft picks around like it's, you know, like it's singles at a topless bar. So what's <laughs> what's the difference? I, I don't see. I, I was I was confused by this whole every national show. After the trade started with the Trey Lance thing, I go. This isn't that important. I think it is. When is it? Is Trey Lance going to be the next quarterback of the Cowboys? I think it, it. You don't go get him unless you think that eventually he's going to be. But Stephen Jones also said, "Yes, we're gonna we're gonna re-sign Dak Prescott this week." So I don't know if Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance is going to be a player that they develop. They hope to develop, turn it into something, and then deal it away. Dak yeah. has two years left at $160 million. This is insurance in case Dak sucks this year, next year. If Dak sucks this year, then he's going to be out, he's going to be out the door. Yeah, but it's not going to be Cooper Rush taking his spot. No, I don't think so either. But, but you know, Trey Lance is, I mean, what is he? I no, don't no. know. Nobody I don't think knows anybody what he knows. is. So no, he's thrown 427 no. passes. In his professional career, not even perfect. That's college in the, included. Oh my god! Yeah, and I figured, but wow. But no, we knew what Trey Lance was going to be. This is the gentleman who started for a team that went to the conference championship game. It's not like he's a schlub. Yeah, Jerry Jones took well, a which flyer. conference champion? Uh, okay, you're talking about okay. Yeah, All right. I, I mean, mean you're talking about his college career. I mean, to to Walter's point, yeah, this is a lottery ticket, but but you, it, it's you, a scratch off. But you're not <laughs> that they haven't scratched yet. But you're they not just got it up by the stockings. It's a Christmas present. Maybe <laughs> you scratch it. Maybe not. You scratch it after about eight Miller High Lives. You know, <clears throat> scratch off tickets as presents aren't Champagne really presents because if the person you give it to wins, aren't you under some obligation to give some money back to the guy that gave it to you as a present? I don't think you are. No, I think you are. I think you are. Yeah, you should. <laughs> This but, is like this. This podcast should be renamed the Tangent. Yeah, <laughs> that's all there is to it. Trey Lance is a good idea. The Cowboys are not going to develop Trey Lance. Why? Because that's that's not their offense. Trey Lance to be needs to be a running, gunning quarterback. That's who he is. So he needs to back up Justin Fields, Justin and, Fields, Lamar Jackson, yeah. those types of quarterbacks. But yeah, he doesn't fit the Cowboys' offense. I, I exactly. Agree. I agree. And he didn't fit what Shanahan was calling for Brock Purdy or Sam Darnold, which is the reason why he was mm -hmm. QB3. Not because he couldn't start, because he didn't fit what Shanahan wants to call. And Shanahan's more comfortable calling a pocket quarterback who has some mobility. All right, but the other side of that is, then why the hell did they go out and get him in the first place? Why did the Niners give up all those draft? They gave up, what, three, three first-rounders first -rounders. to get him, and he doesn't fit the offense? Or a guy that's thrown 427 passes. Hey, hey that and sounds like the Cowboy. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> You're well, a 49er fan, Bob. I are am you a 49er homer. Yeah. Are you Okay. Are you sad to see him go? No. 
Are you upset that they only got a fourth rounder? I'm a little upset that they only, that they only got a fourth rounder. I would have rather seen him in the quarterback room, considering how snake bit the organization has been with quarterback health over the last three or four mm. years. As a Cowboys fan, I would have rather them spend a fourth round pick going to get Jonathan Taylor. Yes. And I think that's probably what it would have taken. Maybe a play or two. But Taylor's going <clears> to, <throat> he wanted a new deal also. Yeah. So it would have been a lot more money. Yeah. They're sure. not paying the lottery ticket much. No, they're really not. And I, th- I, I think, I think that Jerry likes to just have options. He certainly has one. And right. he likes to make splashes. And he likes to lie a lot. He, he does, does a lot of lying. Yeah. I, I think he wanted to see how many first rounders he can collect. And, and if they can play great, if not, fuck it. Yeah. He's not worried about it. And hey, we're trying to sponsor the show. You can't use the F word. Fuck. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and uh, here's the other thing. Here's one more on this Trey Lance thing. If, if you were a gun to your head, who do you trust more in developing a player? Or, or who do you trust that is, do, knows exactly what they're doing? The Cowboys or the Niners? <laughs> I, I mean, do you trust say, the Cowboys? It's, it's the 49ers. That's a dick yeah. question. So that's what I'm saying. Everybody know, knows the answer. You just don't want if the Niners <laughs> don't think he's any good, then or or at least worth keeping, then I don't know. I'm not. I'm not taking their. I'm not taking their sloppy seconds. You know who Trey Lance might wind up with. And I'm not even bullshitting about this. The Cowboys could flip him fast. New England, they cut both of their backup quarterbacks. They have one quarterback, the Patriots do. One quarterback on their entire roster. But they re-signed Zappy Zappy, uh, to the practice squad today. Well, that doesn't really count. I mean, he's not on the 53-man roster. They they want a veteran, so uh, I don't know. The Cowboys can't turn them that turn them over that quick. Anything shock you other than the Patriots cutting their two backup quarterbacks and leaving only one on the no, roster? No, not really. From the roster cuts? No, There's a lot of people made a lot of there, big though. deal out of this cut day, and there wasn't really much there. So, fair enough. Um, moving along, going to golf. <laughs> golf, yes. Ryder Cup, yeah. I'm Captain's good. picks came out. Now we got our squad going to Rome in about a month. Justin Thomas, you got a problem with him making the team? Not yes. at all. Yes, of course. Oh, you do? And of you course. do not. Okay, tell me. All right, first of all, I hate the Live Tour uh, because th- the people that support the Live Tour are a bunch of uh, supporters of terrorism of 9-11. That, that's the one thing that bothers me about the Live Tour. Um, so I have less of a problem with Kepka than I do with Justin Thomas. Why? Wait. Because Justin Thomas, I would have t- first of all, my the guy I would have taken would have been Lucas Glover. Lucas Glover has played terrific in the last month or so, where Justin Thomas has been crap the entire season. And I, I think Glover was 16th in the points, and Justin Thomas was 15th. But listen, it's not that bad. Anybody that anybody that's watched any golf knows Justin Thomas has been terrible. He has lost his form. He's lost a lot of confidence. He is also. 16, 5, and 1 Very in good. international, right. co- yeah. international competitions, okay. including President's Cup. That's why he's on. That's why he's he's on. 6, 2, and 1. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's 6, 2, and 1 in the Ryder Cup. He is by far our best team golfer. And that's why they picked him. Yeah, and Walter, if you got a problem with it, then let's just go, let's, let's not let them have any picks. Let's just go 1 through 12. Off the, no, off the points I list. Taken, as I said, I would have taken Lucas Glover. I think he was a, he's the better choice. But again, you know, as you said, 
He's got a, a JT's got a great record. He's also an emotional leader. There's no question. Those two things led to the pick. Yeah, and he makes a great partner for Jordan Spieth. Those guys are bros. They get along. They've played very well. Well, hopefully they can help. He can help Jordan Spieth putt because we've talked about this before. Jordan Spieth can't putt. Uh, 10 feet inside, he's awful. He's kind of lost. He's it. awful. He kind of has lost it. I have a bigger problem with Brooks Kepka than I do with Justin Thomas. Really? Yeah. Why? Because he just doesn't play on the PGA Tour, and he's a live guy. And he's also kind of an a-hole. Let's be honest. Every time he has been to the Ryder Cup, he has gotten into it with somebody. Uh, eight years ago, or yeah, eight years ago, or six six years ago, he got into it with Dustin Johnson, and then the last time he got into it with DeChambeau. I mean, like, he's not the best team player. Do you want the U.S. team to do a drum circle kumbaya, or do you want them to win? Well, he hasn't won either. Okay. He's about 500. Yeah. In international It's not play. great. It's not great. And he's not a team player. He's not much of a team player. He's not much of a locker room guy. He's not a chemistry guy. Ah, team player. Who cares? Wait Go a minute. I thought the whole I thing was... Go play the whole thing. That's yeah. why you picked Justin Thomas, is because it is about... The team play. And then you take Brooks Kepka, who's not about that. That's the part that I don't get on Zach Johnson's selections. Maybe they took Kepka so he could bring all his cocaine. <laughs> Here, here's the, the best part. The best part of the live tour for this Ryder Cup is this, is that it, it threw out Ian Poulter. He's not in it. Uh, and and two of the other Europeans that are always great. I mean, Ian Poulter could make the biggest putt in the world anytime, any place, uh, and he's not in it. He's lost his game too. He's so. not in the Ryder Cup no. because he's on the Live Tour. So um, the Live Tour, in the end, has helped out the United States. How Ian come Poulter is awesome. In how the come Ryder we're Cup. allowed to take somebody from the Live Tour and the Euros aren't? They are allowed to. It's just that. Ian Poulter didn't create himself, didn't have himself a good enough year in the few events. So he that could he have played. been a captain's pick from the Euros, and they didn't. Pick I don't him. think That's so. Right. I don't think yeah. he's allowed to play on the on the European Ryder Cup because he's oh. on the Live Tour. Okay, well, I'd I have to double check that. Yeah, I, th- uh, I like, think that is. But Kepka played wrong. a few events that were here in America, the majors yeah. mostly, and uh, did so well that he qualified for the team. Or not, sorry, he did not quite qualify for the team, but he almost worked himself into one of the top six positions. What about Cam Smith? Is Cam he Smith? on the Euro team? No, no. he's an Australian. Yeah, no, sorry. So Australians different. are in no man's land. They don't even get to play. That's right. They can play on the President's Cup. Uh, yeah. Um, it it is about team mullet play. And you'll be fine. It is about team play, though. Here's, here's my parallel. I think it's overrated. Have you watched USA Basketball? This uh, currently the FIBA, yeah, in this FIBA World Cup. Uh, no, Austin Reeves has been the sneaky one of the best players on the entire team, and it's not that Austin Reeves is the greatest basketball player that the Team USA could have chosen. They could have taken Trey Young, they could have taken Jordan Clarkson, they could have taken okay. uh, Jordan Poole. Um, all of those guys are better individual basketball players than is Austin Reeves, but Austin Reeves is a better teammate, and he. He is the lubrication that is helping that team win right now. Did I just call a human being lubrication? Sure. Yes, you did. <laughs> I'm offended. Yeah, you I'm did. I'm absolutely offended. <laughs> and would would glue be better than lube? <laughs> yeah, he's the glue that's holding him together. Yeah, because lube is slippery. Glue is binding. But honestly, what he's doing is lubricating. He is. But how are they binding? I don't know. 
you got your shit all wrong. They beat Welcome to the tangent. They beat <laughs> they beat Jordan by what, like sixty gajillion points? Yeah. I mean, it, it, look. Not Michael played... Jordan, the country Jordan. Yes, <laughs> the country right. Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I didn't know where this was going. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hey, I'm out of college... here. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, it's college football week one, mm. and everybody's super excited for it. And I looked at the games. There are maybe three games. They're maybe. always awful. One. The first three weeks of college, are we switching gears to college football now? I am. Okay. All right, so uh, college football, the first three weeks are always awful. They've been awful forever. Yes, and it's no different no, this no, year. No, no, no college, college football is fucking awful. Every week of the college football we get, season, we get one game that, that has some freaking competitive relevance. That's my take. This, this weekend, we have one game again with ranked teams. Every other point spread is 20-plus. And it's not even on Saturday, by the Fuck way. Fuck off. The main game is on Sunday. Dear sponsors, if you would like us to remove Bob, just let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Wally, he's the one guy we can't remove. <laughs> he's like, he's like uh, David Lee Roth of Van Halen. He's got all the equipment. Yeah. And, <laughs> he's the lube. <laughs> and the glue. And the glue. I love college football. I was never a college football fan until I moved here in 2000. Love college football. I love college football, but the sport itself is so disappointing sometimes. I mean, what does that mean, the sport itself? What? Like the, the landscape of the sport. Like it needs a czar to make sure that we get more than one decent football game per week. I'm tired of 30 point spread games and cream puff schedules for the first four weeks. It sucks. I'm Play with you. somebody. I'm with you, but nevertheless, you, it's college football. Um, and I mean, it does it. You could put any game on and, and people are going to enjoy. It doesn't matter. Even the Aggies are 38 and a half point favorites at home against New Mexico. Texas is, uh, they're 30 point, uh, favorites as well. So did y'all watch the swamp? If you want to get pumped up about college football, just watch The Swamp. I have not. It's one of those untolds on Netflix, like the Johnny Manziel story from a couple of weeks ago. This is The Swamp. Have you seen it, Bob? Yes, and that was, that was when college football was magical. Now it's, now it's just capitalism. What did you think of The Swamp? Because I hated it. I, Why did you hate it? I, I, okay, you liked it? Yeah. Are you a Florida Gator fan? No. I hate the Florida Gators, and I hate Urban Meyer. So why the hell do I want to watch a four-episode, four hours of Florida back when they were good, just basically going through the schedule and talking about how hard they worked to win games? Not interested. Sorry. If you're a Florida Gator fan, it was great. If you're an Urban Meyer fan, it was great. But, like, if you hate Florida and you hate Urban Meyer, like I do— that sucked. So what, what the hell did you watch it yeah, for? Yeah, that's my next. Why did you watch all four hours? I watched it Dip for this shit? damn podcast. Oh, you're full of shit. He's doing research. <laughs> I was doing research. He's doing research. Yeah. <laughs> I don't buy that for a second. Let me, let, me, let me tell you this. That's lame, huh? It was extremely disappointing. <laughs> like, much like the untold of Johnny Manziel, this left a lot of stuff sort of touched on, but not unturned, right? Not, they're not, it's called untold. Yeah, 
They keep not telling the damn story. Well, that like, was that. I, I think that's the case for us here in San Antonio, at least about Johnny the Johnny Manziel story, because that that whole thing didn't tell us anything that we didn't know already. Exactly. But I think if if you if you were in New York or something and you're watching the Johnny Manziel the Manziel story, you may not have known oh, much of that uh, stuff. Okay, maybe that's true, and maybe that's true for the swamp <laughs> as well. But like they had Tim Tebow and Aaron Hernandez and the Pouncey brothers. Like it was, they they put themselves up as this holier than thou team, and really, truly, and you don't th- use this word lightly, they were a bunch of thugs on the roster. Wait, no, Tim no, 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 Tim. Yeah, t- Tim was born again. Let's let's yeah. not. I mean, no. he was holier than thou. Tim, Tim, I have no problem with Tim Tebow because Tim is like legitimately who he is. But like the rest of them were pretending to be a bunch of choir boys. And really, they were like, they are kind of gangster, man. Yeah, I don't think they were pretending. It was just the, the dichotomy of Tim and then everybody else. Okay, fair enough. Like, Tim would intentionally plan midnight workouts so they couldn't be at the clubs getting in trouble. <clears throat> so why didn't they go into that more deeply in a four-part documentary? Well, I know why they didn't interview Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of dead air. <laughs> And, and you're worried about the F-bomb, Walter? <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point, Bob. Tim Tebow, to me, uh, once he got away from sports, I think is one of the greatest Americans we have on the planet. Okay? When wow. He, what he does for the uh, mentally challenged. Sure. Uh, what he does for those folks with the proms and stuff like that. Go go check out what Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow does now in his life. Is just fantastic. I know he gets some credit for it, but he's a he's a great American. He's also very good on the air. Like when he has his yeah. chance oh, as, yeah. a, as a broadcaster, yep. he's very good. I just, just think he does the, the stuff off the field. I think is fantastic, and 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 uh, he gets applauded for it. Uh, and and the segue was that Billy Jean King, who was uh, celebrated this week as the U.S. Open tennis tournament began in New York. Uh, I saw she that. Was, she was celebrated because of her work 50 years ago 50. in getting women and uh, their rifle uh, prize money equal to men in in the game of tennis. And you think about that. The, the soccer girls are still trying to fight for that. Billie Jean D- King accomplished this 50 years ago. It's amazing. It is amazing. And uh, Billie Jean King is just an amazing person. And, and again, should be celebrated as one of the great Americans in this country. I, I don't disagree with you. Uh, Speaking of the U.S. Open and U.S. Open women, one of San Antonio's own got uh, beaten yesterday, Fiona Crawley. In the first round. I guess, wow. Yeah. She made it through qualification. That's pretty uh, cool. Oh, it's amazing. And you get paid even, you know, just for making it to the to the big uh, stage, making it as a seed. So, and she's got a doubles partner coming up, a uh, doubles match coming up. So, good for her. Wait, hold on. Graduate. Hold on. Is she getting paid or is she still on the roster for North Carolina? Oh, that's a good point. She may not be able to accept her prize money. Because she still plays in North amateur? Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. But she can walk well, out maybe and not sell Viore no, daughters. I think once the NIL took over, I think you were allowed to take that money. I'd you? have to look that up. I'm not, I'm not sure know. the rules there. But anyway. Uh, also, women's – this is unique in, in tennis. Women and men are, are basically on, e- on equal parts because um, I, I, I can't – 
You can take a shot if you want. I can't watch women's basketball. I just I don't have any interest. But you want to put a women's tennis match on? I'll, I'll watch that all day long. Absolutely. And to me, women's and men's tennis are on the same level. Yeah, they really are. And that's unique uh, in this country. They're the, that's the only sport. I don't I don't agree with that last part at all. Maybe soccer. Soccer Maybe is soccer. the answer. Soccer is the answer. Women's okay. World Cup is as entertaining to me as men's World Cup. But do they bring the... What I think what I was saying about uh, is also is do they bring the same clout as far as finances are concerned? No, not quite. But, but tennis does. Tennis does. Tennis does. I don't know if soccer does. Not yet. No. No. Well, women's. Well, vo- I mean, women's volleyball in Nebraska is going to draw more people tonight than the Nebraska football team. Women's volleyball. Women's in Nebraska? volleyball. They're playing a match in Memorial Stadium at Nebraska. They're going to draw about ninety-one, ninety-two thousand people. Holy cow! That's that's Are more. Are they giving away Chick Fil A? No, <laughs> no. They they put the tickets on sale. They sold eighty two thousand in three days. That's insane. I did not know about this story. And Nebraska football sucks. So they're, so they're going to outdraw them. I off did. off topic. Why do why do we have to put women? Uh, volleyball players in the shortest of shorts that are manufactured. Why is that? Why why do we have to do that? It's the patriarchy. <laughs> I'm talking about sexist in this country. I mean, the, 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 Jesus, you got your cheeks and your butt hanging out of your shorts. Walter, why? It's one of the simple pleasures in life. Please no, don't take but, it away. But my kid plays volleyball on a on a school level, and she's got to wear these shorts where her butt's hanging out of her pants. I hate that. Well, it's can't stupid. She, can't she wear whatever she wants? No, you got it. That's your that's uniform. uniform. Oh, it it's, was. A, it's awful. At least Walter. she's not a Team USA gymnast, Walter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those things are pretty skimpy. Could be worse. I mean, did you see Simone Biles' outfit the other day? Mm-hmm. She won again, but it's like barely there. Yeah, it's it's Alrighty. the, it's the it right there. Yeah, it's the founding fathers, <laughs> not the founding parents. Yes, if you clearly <laughs> a man designed those uniforms, I'm with you. I agree. I saw something interesting in the news the other day about our own Brian Wright of the San Antonio Spurs. Okay, did not Spurs see this. go ahead. Spurs general manager. They did a sabermetric breakdown of all the general managers in the NBA uh, according to the trades they've made, the draft picks and their success, and the number of draft picks that they have stockpiled. Brian Wright came out number three, third from the top. That's pretty impressive. What does he get for that? A trophy? You can, get, you can give him this, uh, this bobblehead. It's, it's not about what he gets. It's about the Spurs <laughs> are continuing to have great leadership from the top. I mean, I think that there was a question about Brian Wright and whether he that, knew what the hell he was doing. That was your question. It was. It was. So now it, that you read the sabermetrics no, report, no, you're no, like, no, well, no. fuck, it must be right. No, 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 no. It's not that. It's that he has changed. He has Who's, He's who, changed he has, in two months since no, we drafted Wimby? In two years, he's changed. Yeah, but before we drafted Wimby, you're the one that's like, I don't know. Well, look, he I fucked up the Josh Primo guy. thing, didn't he? Josh Primo fucked up the Josh Primo okay. thing. <laughs> so we, uh, we accidentally Brian- letting his dick slip out every time he's hanging around a female. So we'll get Brian Wright the Sam Presti Award. What is that? You get an award for, I don't know, a bunch of draft picks and never doing anything with them, and you still suck. And they send you to Oklahoma. Wait, is that I, the Cowboys? I, I, look, I like where the Spurs are set up. Do you not like how the Spurs are set up to succeed over the next five years? It all depends on how good Wemby is. Yeah. Of course it? it does. TBA. Otherwise, you got does. a bunch of guys that are borderline all-stars. I mean, we could say that about every team. 
I you're understand only as that. good as how successful but, your young but, players but are. Sam Presti is the the Spurs appear to be running their organization the way Sam Presti did. And what is what has that got in Oklahoma City? Hey, well, they got stockpiled the first round draft picks until you know twenty uh, twenty thirty. Whoop de doo! They haven't done anything, and they still suck. I read something earlier today that said the most likely places for Giannis Antetokounmpo are Oklahoma City and San Antonio. And the reason that those two franchises get mentioned as likely is because they have that number of draft picks to be able to give the Bucks in return. Otherwise, you don't, you're never going to attract a star. That's the only way you're going to get them is through a trade. The you're Spurs, not going to be able to get him in free agency. This is, yeah, that's exactly right. And this is bad news for Spurs fans. They'll never get a free agent to come down here. They're just not. Because who wants to play here? For what reason? There's only a couple places. Got a great river walk? Only a couple places in the NBA that the players actually want to go to. Yeah, the sexy cities in this country. Yeah. Miami, New York, California, Los Angeles, wherever. Yes, that's well, about we all, it. We all know what they are. But everybody else is going to have a hard time attracting the free agent. I don't think San Antonio... Is 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 in trouble yeah. because they're in a small market. I mean, and you can't attract free agents. You think about Greg Popovich is the the greatest coach of all time, and they and they still can't get anybody to come down here. I just don't because you know why? I think Pop is a to me. This is my opinion. I think Pop's a hard ass, uh, and I don't think everybody in the NBA wants to work their ass off and come down here and play. I think you're right, especially in the modern NBA. Yeah. Yeah, I think players totally. probably don't want to be pushed that hard. Uh, here is, while we're on the subject of the Spurs, $149 per ticket in the last row of the AT&T Center for opening night is mind-boggling to me. And the Spurs, uh, we all love them here around here. Uh, they Let's be honest, though. They are one greedy-ass franchise. <laughs> they put a jersey out every six months. Uh, they, it's almost like the Spurs forget where the hell they are. This is, this is one of the poorest communities in the entire country, and they continue to put out jersey after jersey. I mean, think of how many jerseys the Spurs have put out over the last 10 years, all different colors. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then it's $149 for opening night. This is in secondary market, folks. This is at the freaking box office, $149. I wanted to take my son to go watch uh, Wembayama on opening night. Guess what? I'm not going. You can't. That's $149. Hey, Walter, I I can get you a deal. Right now on one of the secondary markets, it's $131. (laughs) (laughs) Sign him up. It'll be be out on the grassy knoll outside the arena. Isn't that crazy? That's ridiculous. That's a lot of money. I get it. You can go to the Rocket game in two nights or whatever night that is. The second home game, $35. Yeah, it's opening night for Wimbanyama. I I understand. it's, It's a big deal. It's an attractive ticket. But do you I'm think not blown away? Is that right by the Spurs though to raise the ticket? And I understand they have everybody has this new pol- new policy where it depends on the demand for the ticket, and then we make the price accordingly. So nobody wants to go see the Spurs and Rockets two nights later, but everybody wants to go on opening night against the Dallas Mavericks. The Laker tickets are expensive too; they're about a hundred dollars no matter where you sit. Just to to me here in San Antonio to get to get. Ask $149 for the last row in the AT&T Center is mind-boggling to me. And they should be called out by the major media folks in this town, and they just aren't surprised. Who are the surprised. major media folks in this town? TV people. They never get Don they Harris? Ne- they never call out the Spurs. Absolutely never. No, and I understand why, because I was part of it for a, for a while. They're the only I get it. game in town. So it's basically eat your dog food. Yeah. 
But she's, I mean, call him, uh, you know, call and him speaking out. Of jerseys, like, quick question. How old are you when you stop wearing jerseys? Oh, 20. Yeah. I'm thinking, I, yeah. I haven't worn one since I was about 20. I wear them. Uh, well, you're from How New York. I? It's different. <laughs> this just dawned on him. He's from New York. Holy crap, I got to say something funny. Uh, what, does that, what does that have to do with anything? Well, then why are you wearing them? Uh, not like you're going to go buy a jersey? No, I'll wear my Jets jersey on a Sunday. Like if I was going oh, to There it is. Oh, the house. His Wayne Chabet Jets jersey. Wayne Chabet. It's from Hofstra University. Oh, so Wayne Sherbert. I, I, thought, I, thought I thought he meant the chick on the Hallmark movies, Chabert. <laughs> Lacey. 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 I'd wear her jersey. Yeah. <laughs> she can wear my jersey and nothing else. Yeah. Um, but I'll, you know, if I'm going to like HEB on a Sunday before the game, I'll, I'll wear I'll wear my Jets jersey. Why not? Can so, everybody know? <laughs> I don't give a crap what anybody thinks. <laughs> I'm wearing it because I want to wear it. Yeah, those shorts say I don't care what anybody yeah. thinks. <laughs> he wants. Yeah, stop he, staring. He, he wants to wear it, and none of, and none of the other laundry is done. So, Walter, you been watching Hard Knocks? Yes. Hard Got- Knocks has, has been, you know. It's what, what do they say? Jump the shark a long time ago. There's nothing to the show. If you're a, if you're a fan other than the Jets, then you don't care. Um, it's yeah. it's they give you nothing. You're I, right because I, I have not watched one second. I kind yeah. of in, I, I kind of enjoyed Rogers that one defensive lineman 55 for the Giants who kind of gave him a late hit. Rogers yeah, like who are him. you? I, I have no idea who you are. And, and the defensive guy's like I have no idea who you are. Yeah, really, <laughs> really. Apparently the Giants guy. I heard this this morning on uh, New York radio. Apparently the Giant player. Uh, either sacked him or pushed him or got a penalty against him in the regular season. So for Aaron Rodgers say, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I don't know who you are. Uh, maybe Aaron Rodgers was lying, but the one wait, thing wait, you Aaron Rodgers lies. The one thing you can't take away from hard knocks is Aaron Rodgers is fully engulfed in the New York jets. He is, he is bought in in a big way. He sold it. He sold it. We'll he, see if they start playing shitty. He's got everything he needs around him. I, I think we said this on the the first time I did the podcast. Uh, the Jets are being undersold because nobody knows anything about them. They were a good football team last year, and if the, if Jeff Bexler was the quarterback, they would have made the playoffs. <laughs> wow, uh, that's, that's saying something. That's as bad as the quarterback play was a season yeah. ago. They were just god awful. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to be MVP. Aaron Rodgers, he just needs to be a good quality quarterback, and they'll they'll go to the they'll make the playoffs. And if he's a great quarterback. They'll they'll find themselves in the Super Bowl. I think they've got a tough schedule. I think it's going to be tough sledding for them. You, to win you don't more think than 10 they games. do? They do yeah. have a tough schedule. I, yeah, the, yeah, the, the first, yeah, the first six weeks are a buzzsaw. I know. I, I I don't see them winning ten games. Aren't the Cowboys playing them? Yes. Yeah. Week Cowboys two. got them. Yeah. Week two. That's kind of that's cool. after the Bills on Monday night, and then the Jets go to Dallas. Ooh. It's pretty rough. Yeah. That was another ticket I wanted to take my son to go to that Cowboys game. And that Cowboys was fourteen hundred dollars. The only the only tickets that are and I wasn't sure. I didn't know. I haven't been to a football game in forever, uh, but I didn't know the face value of a football ticket. Uh, I think the last time I went to a game, maybe it was thirty five bucks. Maybe about twenty years ago or so. Uh, the face value is about one hundred and fifty. Wow. So um, if you go to the you know second uh, party uh, sites to get tickets. Uh, all the all the cow- the cheapest thing you can get into the building with the Cowboys game is the standing room only tickets, which are about right now you can get them for sixty bucks. Oh, that's not bad. But my kid doesn't want to stand for three and a half hours, no. and neither do I. So, all right, I don't want to stand 
any longer on this podcast. Okay? <laughs> That's it. Wow. We're done. No, we got to go. Uh, We're over uh, 30 minutes. Wow. Okay. I'm done. I enjoyed it. I think I got everything I mentioned. Bob Barker died this week. Did you know that? I did. Sad. Yep. Was he your favorite game show host of Absolutely. all time? Absolutely. Absolutely. I like Gene Rayburn better because oh, he that that whole match game show was so sexually charged. It was. If you go back and watch it now, it's just it's it's offensive. It's, God, that's a musty great. reference, Gene Rayburn. Musty twice with that long skinny mic, and he made sure you knew that it was a long skinny <laughs> mic. Wink Martindale. Like how, Chuck how many, Willerly? Chuck Willery. We'll be Absolutely. back in two and two. Yeah, okay, whatever, Chuck. <laughs> All right, was, see you next week. Who was the creepy family feud guy? Uh, Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson. Come here, give me a kiss, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in done. two and two on the unrestricted. How y'all feel out there? Do you feel good? I said, do you feel good? Come on. The groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh. I said, the groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh. It feel good, don't it? It feel good. Uh-huh. It feel good because you know it's good. Hey, it feel good, don't it?